Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hello from CNN. I'm Krista Bow with the five things you need to know for Tuesday, October 10th. It's the fourth day of fighting between Israel and Hamas since the Islamist militant group carried out one of the deadliest terror attacks in Israel's history. And today, Hamas launched a huge barrage of rockets from Gaza after issuing a warning to residents to leave the southern coastal city of Ashkelon as Israel amasses tanks near the enclave's border and ramps up their own airstrike attacks. The death tolls on both sides continue to rise, with the Israeli embassy in the U.S. reporting over 1,000 Israeli deaths by Hamas and 830 Palestinians have been killed in the conflict as well. We're also learning more about how Saturday's surprise attack was reportedly planned. Citing unnamed sources, Reuters is reporting that Hamas misled Israel by suggesting it preferred economic incentives and work permits for Gaza citizens over confrontation. A source close to Hamas told Reuters the terror group constructed a mock Israeli settlement in Gaza for military training exercises, claiming many Hamas leaders were unaware of the plans. CNN has not independently verified the report, and an Israeli military spokesperson said they weren't aware of the mock settlement. CNN has a new season of Tug of War covering all aspects of the conflict in Israel with CNN reporters on the ground. Episodes are airing daily wherever you get your podcasts. The terrorist barged into her home and we heard a little bit of screaming. That was our our last contact with her. That was Nahar Netta, whose 66-year-old American mother was taken by Hamas during their attack on Saturday. He says his family thinks she's one of the at least 100 hostages being held by militants in Gaza. The optimistic scenario is that she's held hostage in Gaza and not dead on the street of the kibbutz where we grew up. Hamas has threatened to start broadcasting the execution of hostages if Israel strikes Gaza without warnings. And Netta called on President Joe Biden and the U.S. government to help get his mother back. White House national security official John Kirby says helping Americans is the priority, but it's a complicated situation. If there's Americans in this population, we don't know where they are, we don't know how they're being held, and it's an active war zone. Biden is expected to talk to Israel's prime minister this afternoon and deliver an address on the conflict at 1 p.m. Eastern. Officials familiar with the remarks tell CNN Biden will not urge Israel to exercise restraint. I know we've talked a lot about it lately, but it's a big deal that the House is without a speaker. Congress is pretty much paralyzed until someone's elected, and Republicans don't seem to be any closer toward rallying behind a nominee for speaker before tomorrow's secret ballot vote. Majority Leader Steve Scalise and House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan are running for the position and trying to court moderate Republicans, who were loyal to ousted House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Some of those centrists are crossing their fingers that McCarthy will throw his hat back into the ring, something he wouldn't rule out. House Republicans will hear from Scalise and Jordan at a candidate forum later today. Donald Trump's ex-CFO Alan Weisselberg has taken the stand in the former president's fraud trial in New York. CNN's Kara Scannell is outside the courtroom with more. Hi, Krista. The Trump civil fraud trial resumes in its second week today. Now, Weisselberg was involved in preparing the financial statements that are at the heart of this case. And Weisselberg had previously pleaded guilty to tax fraud and served five months at Rikers Island. The question today will be what he says about Donald Trump's role in the financial statements. The judge in the case has already ruled that Trump, his sons, and their businesses are liable for fraud, for inflating assets on financial statements to get more favorable loans. Next up, I'll tell you how schools could help with America's blood shortage. 
the American Red Cross wants high schools to bring back blood drives. The nonprofit has already declared that we're seeing a national blood shortage and described supply levels as critically low. It says there's been a 25% drop in donations since August, and a lack of high school blood drives is partly to blame. The Red Cross says that before the COVID-19 pandemic, about a quarter of all donations it collected came from school drives, but that number has gone down. All right, that's all for now. I'm Chris DeBeau, and our next episode drops at 5 p.m. Eastern. Till next time.